Oh yeah. Back with another episode again with Whiskey to Whiskey. And we got a special episode today. Yeah, pretty we, special. Well, probably after, probably after listening to this episode, they're going to think that we're really special. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never tried your hand at blending, um, it's an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Yes. Uh, we are going to present our blends that we made to each other. You guys can just are, are, are along for the ride here on this one. Only the person knows about the blend that they made. The yeah. one trying the other person's blend yeah. has no idea what is going on. <laughs> yeah, so at first we're just going to see what the other person thinks. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to say eventually what we were going for. And then we're going to present how we actually made it. The ingredients. The recipe. So, you... Let's see. Should we try them together? Want to flip a coin or what? Yeah, you go first. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how we're gonna do it, right? We both try the same blend at the same time, right? Yeah. Let's uh, let's do let's do mine. Comment about it. Then we'll do yours. Comment about it. Mm -hmm. And then we'll tell each other what what it actually was. Okay. Good. All right. I guess we'll start with yeah these. All right. It's got a nice little uh, made a little. Little thing of apple juice. <laughs> yeah, it does look like like a light apple juice. Hmm. Light in color. It would shock me if Scotch is not in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I see what Dill's doing here. Okay. Wow, it's changed since yeah. I last had it. I'm um, getting some tropical fruits. Yeah, me too. Um, definitely some peat. Yep. And did you actually blend with some peat? Because that is some difficult stuff to do. Wow. Huh. Well, so far from the nose. Yeah, what do you think of the nose? Yeah, I I give it a a 10 out of 10 for sure. You know, it's a really strange combination of fruit and peat together. Yeah. It is pretty weird. Wow. Impressive deal. Hmm. Intriguing. Okay, so I went in for a sip. Hmm. Wow. That's good. I like that. A lot. It's light, too. Yeah. But with the finish, it's kind of robust. Like it... Hmm. You can definitely tell that you're drinking something. Like, from the front end of the sip, you didn't think that you would get a finish like that on the back end with the smoke. Because up front... Floral fruit, honeydew. Uh, mm. It is pretty light in body. 
Wow. Pretty good, Dill. If you told me this is from a distillery or something, I would believe you. If you just gave me a random pour. Well, they're, they are all made of raw ingredients from yeah. single distilleries. Yeah, yeah. But with a blend, this is pretty pretty impressive. Hmm. Kind of changed on me, but I suppose that's to be expected. Not for the worst. No. no uh, the no. fruit really came out a now, lot. How was this when you first started to... Okay, it was... The fruit wasn't there. Okay. Uh, it was more of a... Um, almost like, you know how you get uh, sort of oxidized with sherried malts? You know that that dark fruit mm -hmm. oxidized kind of thing going on yeah there was more of that going on and hmm. now there's just like fresh fruit yeah wow yeah i like this a lot now what percentage do you think this is i don't actually know but i can tell you what i was going for yeah when you <laughs> said that i was like well i don't know which what my percentage is for my blend but i'm thinking that it has to be you know low 80s or or high 80s low 90s 86 between 86 percent to 92 i well i think it is either 40 or 39 i think it's just under but oh, i, I actually like I actually cut it down to try to hit 40. Oh, so you think it's like 79 proof? Uh, could be. Hmm. It drinks more. It doesn't drink like it's 79 or or 80. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't really know. I was just kind of winging it, it is, with the water. I mean, if uh, it is, it has a lot of flavor for 80 proof. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know what it reminds me of is um a little bit like your light whiskeys that are aged. It's like a light experience, but it's yeah. packed full of flavor. Uh -huh. and, and it's like, wow, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, like how light it is. But you, at the same time, you still feel like you're drinking something. Mm-hmm. You're not... being left underwhelmed with uh, <laughs> flavor. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you can pick your own bottle up for forty nine ninety nine. Hmm. Yeah, this is good. <clears throat> Before we started recording, we were discussing about how hard it is to blend, and we give all the credit to all the master blenders out there in the distillery world. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it, it seems so easy. Oh, I can mix this with that and that. Oh, this is going to taste good. Even if you get good whiskeys, and you're like, oh, let me just get the best ones out there, and then sometimes it just doesn't work. Yep. And I'm going to get into more of this when we start talking about my recipe, because I got a lot to say on that subject. But even when you try it in the moment, it's really different later. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. scotch. Because it, it time to totally changes. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no, uh, almost like, you know, like, um, oxidized. It was sort of, you know, like mm-hmm. that closed in, you know, oxidized sort of experience. Yeah. Before, which created a certain flavor, though, which was kind of why I picked that one scotch to emulate what I was trying to go for. But then, then it completely changed and opened up and turned into this fruit basket on me. Man, that's good. Mm-hmm. Wowzers. Yeah. Feels like I'm straight up. I mean, I know it's scotch in here and it's blended obviously but is blended pretty uh brilliantly here bill well hopefully you feel the same about mine you got any guesses <laughs> of like what i was going what i was going for what you're going for <laughs> yeah i think you're going for the street pumas that's exactly what i was going yeah, for yeah that's what i <laughs> hey you're you're pretty close yeah because street pumas has got that a little bit of fresh mm-hmm. it's light and it's got a little bit of peat yep yeah. i think it goes down a little bit Nailed easier it. than the street pumas the the finish yeah no it's not as much uh like you said you watered it down but it's not that much alcohol bite on the back end compared to the street pumas since you guessed it let me just talk about what I'm yeah, yeah. what what the ingredients are. Good guess. But I can guarantee you that I had none of the raw ingredients that they did because <laughs> their recipe from what I read on the internet the recipe is made of 40% malt and 60% grain scotch. Okay? That is a grain made in Scotland. That I you can buy it like Garvin patent still number four is is a single grain scotch that they sell the raw ingredient of, but for the most part, like ninety nine percent of Scottish grain that they use in blends, you can't buy yeah. in a bottle. You they sell it to you know people who are making blends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. 60% of it was grain, Scottish grain. Now, I couldn't use Irish grain because it was so different and it would just be like, okay, this is Jameson in here. Yeah. And I couldn't use that. So I had to make do with what I had. And I pretty much based it all on how it smelled and somewhat how it tasted, but mostly how it smelled because it definitely, when you crack open that street pumas, and put your nose to it. It's got a unique thing going mm-hmm. on there. And the closest thing I could I could smell or relate it to was this scotch called Glengasaw. I, I don't think you've had it or seen it yet. No. Revival. It's a bottle. It's from the Highlands. I have a bottle over here. And you smell that and you smell the street pumas. It's got a real similar thing going on. But I didn't smell all this fruit. Uh, at the time. Anyway, there's three parts Glengasaw revival. Glengasaw. Um, 
and there is one and a half parts Lejeg 18. Because mm. I, I tried to there's a smoke kind of do two things with that. First, there's smoke because there's smoke in Street Pumas. And also there's like this almost like a mezcal note to that um, Lejeg 18. You know, that that uh, it's not just pure island peat going on it's almost like a mezcal smoke as well and so i'm like maybe i maybe that'll do it maybe that influence will make it a little more like mezcal because that street pumas is, mm-hmm. is a lot like a mezcal yeah it does and i even tried you can see all my attempts here <laughs> i actually had a couple of tries where i tried putting mezcal in it <laughs> to get that thing mm-hmm. you know that that is in street pumas and it wasn't working or did uh, it? sort of. It just didn't. I might not have had the right mezcal, but gotcha. I'm like, I, I really shouldn't do this. I'm like, I should try to find something that's <laughs> Scottish. <clears throat> but I did try that a couple of times. Okay, so three parts Glengasaw, one and a half parts, eighteen year, Lejeg, two parts vodka. <laughs> Because I'm like, I need to thin it down. Oh, it's so heavy with these malts, yeah. and the the original street pumas was forty percent malt, sixty percent um, uh, grain. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what can I use for a grain that's not going to really take it to another direction? Vodka. So vodka thinned out the flavors a little bit, but without changing it out of Scotland. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That makes sense. Um, so I, two parts Russian vodka, <laughs> two parts Mortlach 15. Um, oh, uh, the bottle we got in Kentucky. Uh, did Mortlock? I? I might have. Yeah, I think so. Could be. Yeah. Um, two parts of that and two and a half parts water to thin it down because, because, uh, everything but the vodka was higher proof. Okay. So I'm like, I got to bring this down to... You know, forty percent because that's what Street Pumas is—is is forty percent. Mm-hmm. So with that's flavor. what I tried. With flavor. With flavor and yeah. aroma, strong aroma, Street Pumas. Yeah, uh, it's a close. different. It's a different thing, but it is along those lines. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But man, who knew blending was so uh, kind of like um, mine's not even that technical than yours, but. It's still, it's still rough. <laughs> it's kind of like a, um, an art that is not open to the public. Like you can't get a lot of these ingredients. Mm-mm. And I would imagine that, you know, the blenders out there who are doing American blends, like Owl and yeah, that, stuff that has like to that. be a lot easier than. But I, I would imagine that they they also get things that aren't available to the public to use yeah depending on who they source it from or what whiskeys they get i guess yeah <clears throat> and some yeah. of these blends are based on the on high age stuff too sometimes it's like oh yeah we got a 13 percent 20 year old this and uh-huh. it's amazing what they do and it, that seems like that's becoming uh no, no. I mean, most of the top whiskeys that came out 
last year in 2022, most of them were blends. Majority of them. The ones that were, like, sought after for, like, Remus and uh-huh. Dixon Deadman's uh, 2XO stuff. Uh, a lot a lot of High people West. are doing it now. Yeah, High West is always doing it. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's crazy. I'm guessing that fruit is all from that Morlock. It just came alive. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's majority of where the flavor came from, too. The Morlock? Yeah, because that, that's a Morlock's a big one, especially 15. Yeah. Hmm, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And there's no way they're taking this, making this cheap blend with all these 15-year, 18-year this and that. Maybe they are. Yeah. Just well, slight slight amounts. Uh, I don't know how, how we forgot about them, but Bardstown... They they do it a lot too, blending a lot of stuff and and it's so good. Now, when you talk about a Bardstown blend, are they like Solera blending, like just blending all the barrels together, Man, or are they yeah. like a little of this, a little of that, like a recipe? I'm I want to say that it has to be Solera. It has to be. I'm yeah. thinking because they're, they're sourcing, they're sourcing from a lot of people. Sure, it's like, it, like, and they're and that's the thing too that I like their uh, transparency. You get to see all the percentage and all the stuff that they have yeah. in the bottle. That's so it that's, could be like oh, fifteen percent of a Kentucky whiskey, and they put the mash bill up there. So they're not going to tell you who they got it from, but you can right. look up all that information online. Yeah. and you're like, hey, who uses that mash bill? Oh, Wild Turkey does. Okay. <laughs> And then it's like a Tennessee whiskey, which is obviously Pretty, George uh, Dickel, or I don't think Jack sources, so it has to be George Dickel. Obviously. Really, Jack doesn't? Yeah, because Jack, yeah. they probably need all they can make. And then you see Ontario up there, and you're like, oh, okay, a Canadian whiskey's up here, probably from Alberta or uh-huh. something. So even though they don't tell you, you know, you still can look up all that information yourself, which I, I do like. Um, but like with uh, Dixon Deadman when he was with Kentucky Owl, I mean, we know that he sourced too. He had to. But who knows what the hell he brought that uh, blended that stuff with. Right. Like I'm saying, they're probably getting stuff that they're like yeah we made this and it's it's gonna go to the highest bidder because this stuff is really good yeah it could be mgp or Uh uh-huh it's interesting man interesting here blended i I don't know when that became a thing i mean obviously i'm thinking that it came from the world whiskey side with scotch and all that stuff i can't can you remember growing up as a kid or even if you were paying attention looking at a liquor store or whatever and your grandfather or dad had a whiskey and you saw blended on it, nine times out of ten, it had to have been an American bourbon. Right. More likely. And then if they got scotch, that yeah. was probably well, blended. From what I've heard and seen on YouTube and so forth and read, scotch really was all about the blends years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, that was primarily the way people drank scotch. Was It was a blend. And single malt was just, you know, out of fashion. Yeah. And now, in, in like the 80s, I guess it switched. 
or you know at some point around the last 30 years mm-hmm. switched over to now it's all about the single malts and not really about the blends <coughs> excuse me yeah not like, really about uh, the blends but now in the u.s it's beginning to be more and more all about the blends it's funny how <laughs> everything just comes around full circle and does it mm-hmm. like oh yeah blending is the scene now for american whiskey and then for world whiskey is just eh, yeah i can imagine the conversation of uh the first plus 100 dollar bottle of a blend an american blend you're gonna do what with this premium bourbon yeah you're gonna mix it with another another from yeah, some just, other state just, yeah just 18 percent <laughs> of it i don't think so you're gonna ruin this bourbon but you have to be a confident person or something. Uh-huh. Because in order for them to do that, they have to try and be like, oh, whoa. That's why I was talking about the transparency. You think that some of these places will be more transparent with their blends, but they're not. I mean, some of them do tell you, you know, the age statement and... It's a Kentucky this, a Kentucky that, but not the mash bill like Barstown does. <laughs> right. They give it to you, even though they don't tell you on the label. So, obviously they have a... It's not like it's a top secret thing. I yeah, mean. but obviously they do have an NDA, so, but... Right, so they can't 100% yeah. tell you what it which, is. Which boggles my mind that they can get away with putting the mash bill of the you know the whiskey that they're using because you could just look up the match bill and <laughs> you could just find out who uses it yeah but hey i like it uh, i wish more companies would do that especially when they are into blending yeah and with scotland it's even harder because there's so much stuff out there that they don't even it's not even open to the public to even try mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't even know what you know, grain from Scotland that to look for because I've never tried it and I never will be able to try it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, hopefully, hats off to you blenders out there. (laughs) Yes. Uh, By far. I, how long did you sit down and actually try blending? (sighs) Or did you just go, I know exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I, I knew exactly what I wanted. And then, Every once in a while, I have a pour here, a small pour there, and I'm like, man, it's still not right yet. And I'm like... A little more of this? Yeah, I was like, I'm not adding anything else to it, because I was like, this has to work. <laughs> and, uh... In theory. It seems like it's coming around. <laughs> huh. Still not to my standard yet, but maybe I just fumbled the bag on this one. Huh. I don't know. Okay. But you, you realize why I didn't do too much after you find out what style i was going for i wasn't trying to you know um go after a, a a bottle or something that me and you've reviewed before <clears throat> you have had this kind of whiskey before i know that for a fact okay <clears throat> i'm assuming you have but yeah that's what i was going for actually it took me I two sessions of blending. The first session was I thought I'd nail it in like a few minutes. Mm. 
and it was probably a half hour, 45 minutes of blending. You know, measuring a little teaspoon, measuring the amount, this amount of that, this amount of that. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't even close. I'm like, what in the world? So I put it down, didn't do anything with it for a while, came back, and then I sat down for like an hour and a half the last time and went through probably 10 different tries, maybe 15 different tries of various things. And oh, that's tough. If you're trying to go for something, it's really tough. Yeah, especially if you're just like, <laughs> what's, what's good? You know, like, oh, I like this, a little more yeah. of that. Oh, I like that. When and we go, first discussed this, the first thing that popped up in my mind, I was like, you know what? I never tried to blend this before. Like, I, I did the Infinity Bottle thing and all that stuff, and then that blend that I, we were just talking about that I brought over to a friend's house and we had, yeah. that turned out good. But, um, yeah, I never tackled this before, and... <laughs> hopefully yeah <laughs> hopefully it well out yeah you you did one time before that yeah. one you brought over last summer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was good yeah so i don't know it was a treat that was like a dessert almost all right Ooh. let me put the lid on my my special three ounce blend All right. Ooh, I'm liking the color. Oh, you got some MGP in there, huh? Some citrus almost. Looks like oranges. What am I smelling? Huh. Really aromatic. Like <laughs> spices. Like oranges and spice. Okay. He's lost for words. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's spicy. It's sweet. I would say this is extremely arom- aromatic. Oh yeah, I mean this stuff is it's a good nose. But it, it's uh, you could just smell it like right, like woo. <laughs> I, okay, I'll, I'll hold off on guessing what it what's in it for right now. Okay, so you said you weren't going for a specific bottle of something out there. You, in mm-hmm. this case, you're going for yeah, one of one. A one of one. Let's see how I could okay. blend this. 
So let me just throw some things out there here real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you have a little bit of something from GMP in there. MGP? <laughs> GMP. A gross national product? Is that in there? No. No no MGP. <laughs> no MGP? No MGP. Okay. Well, that's bizarre. That first scent. Mm. I thought MGP. All right. Do you have a single barrel Jack Daniels in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do. All right. And do you have anything from Four Roses in here? No. Oh. Okay. Well, okay, do you have, nah, you wouldn't use that. You you don't have a blend in here. These are all raw ingredients, right? Hmm? You don't have a blend from somebody no, in no, here. No, these are raw. All raw, raw ingredients. ingredients, okay. Yeah. Were you thinking of old elk or something? No, or I was thinking, no, because that's MGP, mm. right? I was thinking of, uh. High West. Oh. Is that MGP? No. Okay. Uh, so, some of their stuff is sourced, but I think they have most of their own distillate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's funny how you thought of uh, High West. Because one of the styles of whiskeys that they do make, I wasn't even going after a High West version of this, but I was going for a product that they do make. But just to sell the whiskey, because other companies do it too. And I just wanted to make my own version of one. Huh. So it's funny how you mentioned it. So I was like, did I actually do it right if Dylan is picking up High West in okay. here? Even though High okay. West is not in it? <laughs> Alright. So what I was picking up from High West was, you know, it isn't 100% of one thing. They blend a mm. midnight, uh, midwinter's dram. Yeah, yeah. Is a blend of this and that, and, the, and in that was the Spanish. Wasn't there Spanish or French casks? Uh, uh, French port? oak, yeah, tawny port. Is there, is there a French port or a wine cask finish at all? No, no finished whiskeys in this oh, at all. Okay. Okay. Is there something from Buffalo Trace in here? Nope. Now, I, I, I give uh, you a hint. Uh, Jim Beam 15. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I give you a hint. You, you were right the first time with Jack Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. But there's more. Yeah, there's more. But, because whatever the distillery going to say, it's not going to be it. I, 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 <laughs> I strictly... Okay. I strictly did everything from... Jack Daniels, but you gotta probably oh. guess the whiskey. Yeah. Oh. Uh, see, <laughs> now I'm done. I don't know my Brown Foreman yeah, yeah, yeah. catalog. 
Now, if you could think of it, you're like, man, what? You'd be good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. I, I just went. Old Forester? No. Just only only Jack Daniel product. Right. See, I don't know. You. I thought I was in Brown Foreman family. but Yeah, I... you are. You are. I mean, you're right. Only a Jack Daniel product. Mm-hmm. So this could be single barrel plus Koi Hill. It could be, but no but it's... Koi Hill. Oh, I know. I know. Okay, the export, the export one that you liked. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> none of it. <laughs> ah, I go ahead and tell you, man. Because yeah, I don't think yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm done. So what I did here, I only used three whiskeys, and I did it all by a percentage basis. Like I, I did parts, obviously, but I did it. Wrote it down as a percentage because that's what most of the companies do now. So what I was going for, uh, High West makes a product that they don't get here anymore. You got to go to the distillery to get, but a uh, Borai. So a uh, bourbon blend mixed with a uh, 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 rye whiskey. Hmm. So what I did was forty <clears throat> percent um, Jack Daniel's single barrel rye which is 94 proof, uh, 45% of Jack Daniel's single barrel bourbon, which is 94 proof. And then to top it off, I did a 15% of Jack Daniel's barrel proof single barrel, which was 130.1 proof. So I did and that. And kept you kept the proof? You didn't water it down at all? No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because I was like, if I add any water to this, I don't know what it will do. Mm-hmm. So, they said it's kind of hard to do the Borai thing, but yeah. after tasting it today, I'm like, actually, I was like, this turned out better than what I thought, especially with the nose. Because when I had that pour the other night, I didn't pour it into a Glencairn. I just had a shot glass, and I just went like this, just poured a little bit in it. I didn't like smell anything or Mm -hmm. so when you were talking about the nose and when i smelled it just now i was like oh (laughs) i actually like this nose Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in there yeah for just that nose so yeah borai this is uh yeah i could definitely tell there's some Aged, high high proof quality stuff in there, because the finish. You can get is, it on the finish. The finish just goes on, on and, and on and on, just like all those really good. I wonder if it has aged. to be that fifteen percent of the barrel proof Jack Daniels. Must be because I think that's eight to nine years. I want to say I could be wrong. Seven to nine years. Yeah, I like this one. That's good. I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with both of us, actually. <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm gonna hang up my blending hat for a while. I don't think I'm gonna be blending a lot more. I'm still gonna do my, uh, you know, like your uh, infinity bottle. Oh yeah, where yeah, you just throw sure. out the last yeah. half inch of a, something into your forever bottle. Yeah. With me, I like playing around with the. Well, as you know, with the blending thing. Yeah. 
it's like a passion of mine that I wish that I can do, but I know that I'm not up to par of like working for a distillery or something, trying to figure out a no pressure. <laughs> a yeah, I've just been winging it. Especially, um, I would imagine the hard part is the next season when they're like, okay. That was a great hit. Yeah, Make yeah. the same thing, and they're and you're like, uh, uh. it didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. What now? What do I do? Huh. All right, that was fun. A fun yeah. little break from the usual. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is, yeah, I'm impressed with both of ours. I we, think if we uh, one thing we should have did before we were, we recorded, if we had people over or something. Hey, tell us what you guys think of these uh, two whiskeys that me and Joel found the other day. And then see and what, what, what do you say. think the price is? Yeah. <laughs> $300. <laughs> you know that me and Joel actually blended these? I blended this one and he blended that one. We got to do that one day. Yeah, they got to get the raw ingredients. Plus, they got also got to get it. Because everybody wants a, well, with scotch. Everybody wants a blend that's cheap. You know, it's like even the most expensive blends are like $250 for, oh, yeah, for yeah. Johnny Walker Blue. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's kind of the limit. I mean, there's some oddballs that are really out there. But for the for the most part, people want cheap blends. You know, they, they don't want anything super expensive. I think the reason why that Johnny Walker Blue is so expensive because they're blended with scotches that don't exist anymore like from old distilleries that have closed 25 year old stuff I think that's why and somehow Johnny Walker got their hands on it like that's one bottle we have to review one of these days yeah you got a bottle right yeah yeah we gotta we gotta review that it's open right Mm -hmm. yeah we we opened it that's right uh huh well there you have it Joel and Dylan Blaine yeah episode kind of a learning experience yeah, uh, I'll say <laughs> Try that we both it, did you know? well. Yeah, we did well, man. Yeah, it, the give, way it, that give it a go at your own place. We're, we're that's... sending text messages back and forth about our blends saying, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm and embarrassed. We both were shocked at our own, like, oh, wait a second. This does smell good and taste good. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, all right, and we'll see you on the next episode. And we... We also haven't forgot about our uh, our rye one hundred proof. Oh, our matchup. Our, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the three or four different ryes. Yeah, see which I one think I like. can think of them. No. Blind test, right? Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. See ya. <laughs>